My guest today is the Associate Counsel for the Houston Texans. Please welcome Sunil Jamal. Sunil, how's it going? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. Doing fine tonight. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. For sure. I'm excited to be on. It's a pleasure. Good. Good. Well, let's jump right into this. What do you do? <laughs> I am the associate counsel for the Houston Texans football team. So I'm part of the legal team. I work with a legal team of three members and we handle all contract crafting, negotiating, working with third party sponsors, vendors, and then internally like suite agreements and working with different events that happen at NRG, including the rodeo and bowl games and soccer events, stuff like that. Nice. Great. Okay. Now, this seems like a great mix of law and sports. So have you always been interested in law and sports? Yeah, that's interesting. I actually didn't get into law and kind of being an attorney until maybe around undergrad undergrad, maybe a little earlier than that. Mm. I always wanted to be a sports journalist, actually. I wanted to write about sports, talk about sports, analyze sports, all that good stuff. Kind of learn in high school and college just that it wasn't a stable career uh, or it was just a hard career to get into. It's a very niche spot and it's great for anybody that does it and succeeds in it. And I didn't want to take that chance. So I took something a, a little more stable and predictable, which was to be an attorney. So I did that but my heart was always set on sports. I started off at an oil and gas law firm doing M&A work, and my heart was always set on sports. Everybody that kind of talked to me, knew me around the firm, knew that. And I was lucky enough to find a position where I could be a lawyer, but also do some sports work. So it worked out pretty well. That's great. That's awesome. So you talk about some of the responsibilities you have, like the contract drafting and negotiations. Can you just talk a little bit about some of the core responsibilities that you have? Yeah, it's kind of twofold. The first part is what I mentioned, contract drafting, negotiating, working with third parties. These would be anything from sponsors. We have a lot of sponsors that we work with, mm. their contracts. Uh, this year was difficult only because of COVID. We had a lot of amendments to do for each of the sponsorship agreements. So that means talking to all of our sponsors, figuring out what their priorities are, what our priorities are, and kind of coming to a middle ground that's beneficial for both parties. The second kind of part of my job is to play a support role internally, which means supporting members of our staff with any questions that they have, any legal assistance they need. It could be anything from researching FAA permits for drones that our video team wants to fly to, to IP and patent and trademark law. Maybe we're, we're running a marketing campaign and, and there's some slogan that we want to use kind of seeing if that's available, if that, we can use that. And so it's a wide breadth of kind of work and it's very exciting every day. It's different, which makes it exciting for me. Nice. All right. Well, like you said, a wide breadth of knowledge that you have to have on all the different things that you're having to do in this job. And you're coming from a large a law firm dealing with oil companies. So what is that transition like? Because you mentioned IP, you're dealing with sports law, you're dealing with the contract drafting, the negotiations, working with these third party vendors, all this. So doing all that, how is that transition going from working at law firm to in-house and a sports franchise? Yeah, it's uh, completely different. So when I came into being an attorney and, and coming into the law firm, it was, I told all my friends and, and even my wife, I was just like, everything you learn in law school, 
you really don't gain any experience from law school. It's just a completely different world and you're just learning on the job. That's the only practical experience that you can get. Like in law school, you'll learn about kind of subject matters and topics and you'll learn the basic principles, but it's kind of like thinking about what you learned in high school. You don't really carry that forward. I never usually use calculus or physics, um, but you kind of get the concepts. And when I switched over to going in-house, it was kind of the same thing. The subject matter that I learned at my four years of being in a law firm, can't really carry that forward. But what I can carry over is like principles, how to draft well, how to communicate, how to communicate internally and externally, which I think is the biggest thing you learn over your first few years as an attorney is how to, I know it sounds stupid, but just email, how to communicate with others, especially when you're negotiating with clients and everything you say can and will be used against you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And can't really say it the other way. So you just have to be careful. You have to make sure that you're saying the right thing, the way you want to say it. And your tone is kind of, kind of there too, because sometimes you'll have to be aggressive. Sometimes you don't. All of that carries over. And what makes it interesting because I'm just starting off a blank slate. I started in September, so it's only been a s- several months now. And I'm by no means an expert at anything that I do. But every day is different. Like I said, every day I'm opening up a new folder in my Outlook. And there's a new subject that I'm, I'm learning about. Great. That's good to always be learning. Now, how'd you find this position? This is a very unique position. And I know it's something that's very sought after also. So how'd you find it? Yeah, I tell everybody that's asking that question and are interested in sports is there's this really nice website called teamworkonline.com. I had set up notifications for that for that website for any time a legal position goes posted in any any sports franchise, not just Houston, but kind of anywhere in the nation. It, it doesn't have to be legal. That The website kind of controls everything from HR to finance to accounting to game operations, everything, uh, ticketing. Uh, so whatever you're interested in, you can kind of put what your criteria is and they'll, and they'll notify you as soon as it gets posted. And all of these jobs get posted. They'll get several hundred applicants, obviously. And it's just interesting. And so whenever that got posted for me, I kind of thought about it. But it, as I said, it was something I always wanted to do. And it's for my hometown team. I was born and raised in Houston. So it, it couldn't have been a better spot and an opportunity for me. And I count my blessings every day. Even though we had a tough season this year, it's just the beginning of a long ride. And so it'll be fun. That is awesome. Born and raised here, hometown team, <laughs> council, associate council for them. So let me ask you this. How are your seats being an associate council? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the seats are nice. They're one of the perks that I get with the job. And it's always fun going to the games. And then now I get to kind of give the tickets to some of my family members or friends. And, and they get to experience it as well. This year was a little weird with the lowered attendance right. and, and COVID and stuff. But hopefully by next season... We're all vaccinated, fingers crossed, and kind of back to a semi-normal and, and people can actually enjoy the games and, and get out there and have some fun, drink some beer. Yep. Yes. Looking forward to that. All right. Now, now with sports franchises, I feel like there's a lot of movement around with employees. I would think, though, in your group is the opposite. Is that true? Correct. Yeah. So I think the movement usually happens kind of more on the operations side, which would be football operations for us, players, coaches, staff. On the business operations side, it's been pretty consistent. I think those jobs are very kind of hard to come by. So people kind of cherish them when they do get them. Like my general counsel has been there since 2004. Chief legal officer has been there since the franchise. And a lot of people don't tend to move 
And I think that's pretty normal around the league, at least in legal. There are some lateral movements, such as maybe some someone will go from being an associate counsel here to general counsel at another team. That's an opening as a posting. But yeah, people usually stay consistently at a team. Got you. All right. And now you mentioned working with things like there's a soccer match or I'm guessing the same thing with boxing. So besides doing legal things for the football operations, you're also doing things with anything that happens in the facilities there. You're also any commercials, the IP issues. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a second arm. Our owners, the McNair family, have they own the Texans and, and they own a second arm, which is like a subsidiary of ours or, or a sister company. It's called Lone Star Sports Entertainment. And they put on amazing events all throughout the year. They put on the Texas Bowl every year, every December, has like a Big 12 team and an C team. Throughout the year, they put on several college games and then also soccer games. Uh, usually work with the U.S. national team or the Mexican national team. They'll put on a game. Sometimes they'll have like a Real Madrid or a Bayern Munich come in for like a kind of international friendly, uh, club friendly, which are, which are always fun. So we get to work with those and work with those sponsors and work with those promoters, which is also very different because they have completely different priorities than what uh, NFL and other teams have here. So that's going to be fun. Um, I, I've worked a little bit on that already. And I think that's just going to pick up over time. And in IP work, we do a lot with IP, but thankfully we have outside counsel that we rely on for IP, for litigation. I have a corporate background myself, and so does my general counsel. And so, so we, we very much rely on the outside counsel for assistance and help, just like people rely on us internally. So it, it's like a chain. It's like mm-hmm. a big circle of life. Now, what about the NFL in general? Do you work in any, anything for the NFL and do anything with the players? Yeah. So for NFL in general, we work with the league a lot. Another part of our job is we have to abide by the constitution and the laws and the regulations that the NFL sets, including the CBA. And there are certain parameters that we can't, can't do. And we work with the NFL all the time on rule interpretations and rule changes, especially this year. There have been so many amendments to the rules because of COVID and and policies, Mm -hmm. protocols. And that's always a a working conversation. We have a biweekly meeting and a conference call that we set up with NFL counsel all over the league. And, and that's always fun as well to kind of hear the problems and issues that every team is having and kind of working together to solve them and not really just like we're going to solve that problem in general, but if it becomes like a macro problem within the league, what are some solutions that we can implement to kind of mitigate that from happening in the future? Players wise, football ops is very separate from business ops. Traditionally, the player contracts are handled in the football side and assistant coaches, coaches contracts, but there will be opportunities to do that in the future. And I'm sure we work with players a lot. It's just, it's very hard to tell this year because of COVID and it's been so separated because we wanted the leap, wanted the whole uh, season to happen and we, we mm-hmm. didn't want to take any risks and chances and, and there were strict protocols that we followed. So I think that's a TBD right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the transition going from large legal firm to working for the Texans. Now, I guess there's two-part questions. One is, was it difficult at all now that you're in-house and you might have transactions or, or certain situations that want your franchise wants to do, but you have to push back at times and there might be push back and forth? Is that difficult having to go in-house and deal with situations like that? And also just have there been any surprises to you? Some things that just happen, whether it's now work for the Texans or just in general and legal, any surprises when you got in that you didn't even think about? Yeah, I guess 
for pushing back and kind of hearing priorities of both parties, that happens kind of on a daily basis, but never to a scale where it becomes aggressive or anything like that. I think okay. everybody that works at the organization is very nice, thankfully. They're very friendly. They, they're very Texan. And I say that very humbly because everybody in Houston, at least, and in Texas in general, they have that hospitality and they know that everybody's on the same team. We're working together. No one has an attitude and they don't take themselves too seriously. They take their work seriously, which is very important. And most of the time, it's just an explanation uh, on why we can't do something or what if we don't do it this way, we do it this way instead, and we can still get what you want. And at the same time, we can kind of do it under the parameters that have been set for us. And then no, no surprises. One big thing that I learned is there's so much to do that people don't see on TV, mm-hmm. not just on the legal end, but like everything that has to happen behind the scenes to make something happen. Whether it's, hey, we got to hire a national anthem singer. We got to hire halftime performances. Well, what about their waivers? What about their contracts? Hey, we want to put on a halftime or a mid-quarter contest. Well, we have to have contest rules for that. And we have to have certain kind of rules and stipulations that we abide by in order to make that happen. And it's it's all very interesting to see like, everything being cooked in the kitchen mm. rather than just seeing the finished product. And like, sometimes I'll be walking through the office and we'll I'll say memorabilia just in boxes, like signed football or signed helmets or like just Texans jerseys. Before I got there, I was like, Oh, this would be heaven. <laughs> and when I got there, I'm just like, wow, this is like every single object is going into something. It's a part of something, whether it's getting distributed to a salute to service members or whether it's getting distributed to contest winners. And it's very interesting seeing all that happen. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm just going to the games, seeing the halftime performances and the singing and, and not thinking about all the contracts and insurance and what if there is yeah. and things of that nature. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, now, Definitely do you, insurance. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> now, do you have any advice for people getting into law, getting into law, getting into even sports law? Yeah. For people getting into law, if you've already decided this is what you want to do and you're going to law school, I would say don't worry about the classes you take. Your first year, you're going to be taking the classes that you do take, but you should take classes that you're interested in, whether it's uh, – maritime law or animal law or family law, whatever it is, just take the classes that you're interested in and learn from them and and kind of pick up that subject matter. It's more about learning the process than the actual rules and regulations of each kind of topic of law, I think. Treat it like a nine to five, eight to five, eight to six job. Like that's when you go to work and this is what you're going to do. You're going to be going to law school, you're going to be doing a reading, you're going to be taking notes even after class, you're going to be preparing for next day. And if you're already in law school, I think you would do all of those things. And if you're thinking about getting a job, just know that being a sports attorney or going into sports law is is very difficult. And and I'll say that humbly, it's very based on luck. And it's, it's a lottery. So get down if you don't get it a couple of times, or you don't start off doing sports law, because you can always get in and, and I'm, I'm kind of like a, a written story for you guys to follow. It's you, you don't have to start there. It's just it's just you just work hard and you put your head down. And, oh, and treat people nicely. I think that's a big thing. People actually care about that very much. It shows in interviews, not just for law schools, but also for your firms. And then wherever you want to go in-house, 
and it's very obvious to people who have been in law firms or, or have been an attorney for two years to figure out who is nice and who is not. And trust me, people want to work with people who are nice. They don't want to work with people that are rude. Great advice. And some of the advice I feel like you can use that in so many different places. Like I wish I could talk to my younger self and tell myself, just take classes that you're interested in or do things that you're interested in. Don't worry about what's hot now or whatever. Just what you have a passion for, what you're interested in, do that and things will fall in place. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I really wish that that is just like kind of hammered into, and you know, what's funny. I think that the next generation under us is knows that already. I think they are kind of self-liberating people where they're just like, Hey, I'm going to do what I want to do. I think my, like where I was, it was like right on the cusp of like that changing. And unfortunately I feel like the generation before us never really understood that concept. So I think it's organically changing and hopefully it's for the better. Yeah, I I think so. I agree with you hundred percent on that. All right. Now let's talk about what a a typical day of yours looks like. What does that look like to you? Yeah. It's (laughs) It's a little weird right now, but usually we would be going into the office around 8.30 or so. And I have, usually have a checklist in front of me on what I'm doing. As I said, right now, early on, when I started in September, October, November, there was a lot of amendments to sponsorship agreements and working with sponsors that we were doing because of COVID. And then it kind of quickly transitioned into in-season events, whether it's contests or we have an issue with this or we have a problem here. How do we work this out? And then just supporting random questions that would come in, um, trademarks, IP, litigation, bankruptcy, if you've been bankruptcy questions, um, not with us, but for, for clients who were going through an unfortunate time during COVID right. and who had many years on, on their sponsorship or suite agreement. And our organization was, we took a very, very pleasant and community approached plan where worked with each and every one of our clients to figure out a plan for them that's beneficial for them and us at the same time, really focusing on them. We understand that it was, I think that every person at the Texans organization understands that we're part of the community. We make up the fabric and fiber of you. And and it's very important that the people who donate their time by coming to games and they're also paying for games and suites and jerseys, they understand that, that we're here for them as much as they're here for us during tough times. And I think that was hammered in even before I got there. And when I got there, it was pretty obvious what everybody's sentiments were on that whole situation. So it was nice to be a part of that and taking on responsibilities to help out the city. Uh, That's great. That's really good. And then what time are you usually done? So we, oh, sorry, I kind of got sidetracked on that. We usually finish up by about six. and, And this is unlike a law firm, when we say we're done at six, we're usually done at six. So, so that's always nice. That's a, that's a big transition that I had to get used to now having to kind of be by my phone 24 seven. That was always, that was also a good experience. The time I did it, it's just, I couldn't do it for much longer than I did before. (laughs) Right. So working around the clock at the large law firm, but now you're home after six and you're able to be just present at home. Yeah. Not worry about work. That's good. Yeah, get to get to hang out with my wife, get dinner, take the dog out, stuff that usually I'd be able to do is just it would be intertwined with a a weaving of work exactly. uh, at all times. 
Yep. Now, when you are home after six, just say you're watching a Texans game or you're watching a commercial that you've worked on or the halftime experience, something like that, that now you're talking about how you know what's behind the scenes. Are you still looking at it the same way? Or are you always thinking about what had to happen and just not getting to appreciate it like you did before? To, yes, uh, <laughs> it is completely. It's a completely different experience after seeing how everything is made in the oven, it's kind of hard to kind of taste it the same way. If you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's different. I remember the first time I came, we had a tough season, so that was also different. But I remember the first, first week, first two, week or two that I started, one of our development guys, we were getting lunch and been there for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And he told me, if, if you want to make it here and you want to survive, just make sure you don't listen to talk radio. You don't listen to your friends. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's been very sage advice throughout the, the past several weeks. So uh, it's just different. It's a different kind of environment. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully uh, things turn around for the team next year. Yeah. <laughs> so now what about skills and characteristics? Based on the things that you've said so far, you can tell that team working is something that's very important, being able to question things, being organized. But What type of skills and characteristics would you say are most important to be successful in your line of business? I said, I think all of the above, plus being organized, being responsible for your work and also your timelines and deadlines. I think that many times you'll be crushed with multiple projects at once and knowing how to prioritize what's important. That's something that if you are fresh out of law school, you really won't know. And that's okay. Like nobody knows that. That's something you just pick up and practice wherever you're working. That doesn't have to be a law firm or sports franchise or anything. It's just something you pick up over time and not to kind of belabor the fact, but also what type of attorney you want to be. Do you want to be known as someone aggressive or what type of attitude do you have? Or do you want to be known as someone who's collaborative or cooperative? And and that's very important is to know what type of person you're going to be, know what type of attorney you're going to be, because it changes your mindset on a lot of things. And most people don't have an issue with that because they are who they are and they'll work how they work. But sometimes people want to put on a different kind of an attorney hat versus who you really are. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like a self-determination on, on how you want to do what you want to do. All right. How you carry yourself. V- very important. Yeah, very okay. important. All right. Just, uh, just especially... Well, one of the things when you work for a sports franchise, and I, and I kind of briefed on it, but you really do feel like you are responsible to represent the franchise to the community. I mean, how you carry yourself at Target is just as important as how I carry it myself at work, because I feel that every person on the organization is a face of the franchise. Not everyone is Deshaun Watson, but everyone plays a role. And right. so it, it's important to remember that and remember how much people care about I mean, you could just go on Twitter and just like know how much people care about the team and how important it is to them. And you just got to take that seriously. I love that. Love that attitude. All right. Now, can you talk about what you love about what you do? I know one thing you mentioned is that every day is different and that's one thing you love. But can you can you talk about just the things that you love about what you do? Yeah, I mean, I would be a fool to not mention that it's it's just fun work. It's, <laughs> it's working with football players and coaches and teams. And one time I got a project to work on a contract with EA Sports and Madden. And mm. that's just cool because I understand it. I understand Madden. I've played it my whole life. 
and, and I understand why it's important for the Texans and also important for EA sports and, and why it's important for everyone who plays the game. And so stuff like that is just fun, fun job. And then the people, the people I work with are really just a highlight of the job as well. Even though it's a, it's a Houston team, they're not all born and bred here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a melting pot of individuals and identities and locations. And just like the city itself, we have commingled many different kind of personalities. And that's also fun. It's very important if you're coming out of law school to figure out where you want to work. And one of those things is who you want to work with and what people you want to work with. Because in the end of the day, you usually spend more time with them than you do at home. So right, it's very important. Right. Okay. And are you good at Madden? Am I good at Madden? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I used to be great at Madden. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm probably not as good now. But, uh, I could definitely beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know probably so. But NFL 2K on Dreamcast back in the day, oh. I, was the man. I was the man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good game. My favorite Madden was 2004 with Michael mm. Vick on the cover. Yeah. And yeah. he was just the most un- Stoppable athlete I had ever played with on a video game. He was a video game, obviously in person, but in that video game, that's the first Madden I had gotten, and I'll never forget all all the all the stuff that you could do with him. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Taking me back to um, what was it, Techno Bowl with Bo Jackson? I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> Unstoppable. Yeah, that. I do. <laughs> yeah. All right, now what about challenges? On the flip side, what challenges or obstacles are there for you? Uh, yeah, I, I guess my obstacles would be kind of since I just started a couple months ago, it's just learning, learning the subject matter, yeah. learning people. As much as I said, I love working with the people. It's it's also learning their preferences and priorities and what they care about, because it, it's a waste of time for me to belabor a fact that they don't really care for. So just kind of getting knowledge of that and then just figuring out what normal is since I came in during time that's so weird i haven't really gotten a chance to figure out what a normal day would be like and it's been a a hectic few months so that'll be nice to figure out what life should have been like if i started in a non-covid world so i look forward to that fact hopefully over the next year or so you mentioned learning and also learning people is that also more difficult during this time in the pandemic having to at, at times work from home it's not super challenging, but it is. It has its own like personal challenges. I have a dog at home, so it kind of working with Zoom and Teams more often than not. Working with people that you've only met via email, not really seen in person, is kind right. of weird. And nobody like kind of tells you what to do, but it's kind of weird just kind of taking direction from someone you've never met before, and vice versa. So, I think building those relationships is very key, and. and those relationships are built i think it working remotely would have been a lot easier yeah yeah all right now do you have any memorable moments in your career that stick out to you it's a good question one of the memorable moments of my career was when i was a first year we were working on ipo at the law firm i was at and the junior and senior associates both ended up leaving while the deal was going on they, they went to different firms and it was just me and a partner at the time running this big IPO for an oil and gas company. And it was the interesting kind of two weeks of my life because everything was happening. Everything was kind of urgent and crucial. And it was very important for it to be done right and on time. 
and immediately, and I had no idea what I was doing. Jargon. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. I mean, quite honestly, I didn't know what the basic concepts of an IPO was from a legal perspective. I understand it from a, a business perspective, but kind of getting the documents and the paperwork and a lot of it was just trial and errors and heavy on the errors. And so it was an interesting time. What I learned about my is just you, I'm, I'm best when I work and, and I'm thrown in the fire. And so you kind of just get thrown in the deep end and see if you sink or swim. And I think everybody knows how to swim. It just, you just have to get kind of pushed in there. Yeah. Well, you swim, you swim. Now, how were you able to get through that? You know, just a, a large IPO like that, the senior people are out and I know it worked out, but still had to have help or something. Like, how'd you get through it? Yeah. I think it's asking a lot of questions. Mm. Uh, I think I'm sure I annoyed partner and everybody else that was above me but also my peers like people who weren't on the transaction in general but who may have done transactions like this in the past and right i asked many many questions and a lot of the time i just just drafted documents just without asking questions and i was just like look this needs to be done let's just go for it and just send it and see what happens and a lot of times there were issues and errors and we had to fix them and we had to negotiate a little bit more than i expected over things that seem trivial, but people have priorities. And I learned that very, very early on. And it's, it's almost like you wouldn't even think that they care about those things, whether it's superficial or not. And they do, people care. And you can think that it's unimportant, but it's important. And that's one of the things I learned kind of throughout that job. Nice. And how large was the IPO again? Ooh, put me on the spot. I think it was about 300 million. Jeez, nice. And that's great. Learned a lot about yourself in that situation. So awesome. Good yeah, thankfully you, it wasn't my money. So whenever <laughs> I made errors, it was, <laughs> money wasn't going down the drain there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, hey, Sunil, we're at the end of this interview. We're going to head over to this quick hitter session where I'm going to ask you questions for fun. But before we do that, I just want to find out if there's anything additional that you would like to talk about or feel like anything I might have left off asking you. No, no, I appreciate the questions. It was very fun talking to you. And, and hopefully anybody that's listening kind of learned something. And, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can always find me on LinkedIn or, or anything. And I'm, and I'm happy to kind of be a soundboard for anybody that has any questions. Perfect. All right. So let's go to these quick hitter sessions. So first question, got to be careful on this one. What's your favorite sports team? <laughs> The Houston Texans. <laughs> All right. What about any other sports? Any favorite teams? Yeah. Uh, this is very cliche of me, but I'm born and raised here, so I'm a big Astros and Rockets fan. Nice. I went to UT, so I'm a big Longhorns fan, both basketball, cool. football, everything else. Yep. Hook them horns. Aside from that, I, I really haven't caught on to, to any other sport to call, call my favorite team. But the Astros and Rockets... The Rockets are very nostalgic for me. I, I kind of grew up watching them with my dad. So there, there's a place in my heart for them. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Hopefully they can turn things around too. All right. <laughs> Favorite musical artist or group? Ooh, uh, Kanye would probably oh. be my artist. And group, really like Coldplay. All right. Kanye and Coldplay. Okay. Favorite movie or show? Favorite movie would be The Shawshank Redemption. Mm. And favorite show would probably be Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Love it. 
Love it. I need to watch Shawshank Redemption again. I, there's so many people that are saying that's their favorite movie, and I don't remember much of it at all. So I got to watch it again. It's an amazing movie. Mm. All right. Favorite vacation spot? Uh, that's a tough question. Domestically, I love going to L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a, always had a great time going there. Internationally, I studied abroad in Europe or London, and I, and I went to Budapest, Hungary for a weekend trip. That place is a phenomenal, great city, great people, great food. It's two different cities of Buda and Pest, and it, it's, it's surrounded by water and a bridge mm. and connects a new town with an old, old town old architecture with new architecture and it's a, it's it's a beautiful city for anybody that ever gets to go all right i need to check that out okay and favorite food or drink oh i love burgers <laughs> just any burgers any burger stanton city bites okay best burger in houston so go check that out anybody anybody that's listening all right i'm gonna check that out too all right <laughs> all right well hey sunil this has been great learned a lot about this and really cool man really cool gig that you got congrats on all your accomplishments and all that you've done and thank you so much man for coming on to this podcast for sure no thanks for having me i've listened to your stuff it's all great and, and i enjoy learning about other professions so hopefully someone can learn something from me definitely will thank you man have a good one yep you too thank you everyone if you have any comments or questions or would like to be in the podcast please reach out to me on Instagram at Rodolfo Cooper. Thank you. Bye.